I need one myself. Um, you know, it's kind of funny. Um, the couple, <laughs> couple, you know, weeks ago, I spoke on you know the seed, and I had a pack of seeds, and I really planned to kind of go off of that and kind of talk about grow because we're still in that it's just season of just believing for spiritual growth and. And then I also, Leah had reminded me of another word of hope deferred that I still have sitting on me that at some point I will get out. And so I, I really had planned on one of those two messages for sure. And then Craig Barton, you know, comes and messes it all up. He shares this word about, uh, raise your hand real quick if you didn't get one so Nick and them can give you one. Um, so Craig shares this word on shield and, and I didn't really think, I, I thought it was a great word. He was talking about, you know, he, he just really did a great job talking about the shield of faith and talking about like we a lot of us know in relationship to faith is trusting when you don't have a word believing when you do have a word and being able to really find God as a shield in both of those moments and so I, you know, I thought it was a great word I didn't really I didn't even think about it but on Monday morning all of a sudden the Lord just started downloading Saul he just opened like all the Saul and David moments and it was just amazing how all of a sudden the Lord just started just resounding the Lord uh, as a shield. And so, you know, I usually don't like necessarily follow somebody else's <laughs> message up because I, I think you did a great job. But I felt like the Lord just highlighted something in that that I felt like the Lord said you've got to do because something that is kind of an epidemic in our society, I think it's in the church as well, is this being, being our own. Because if the reality is either the Lord's my shield or... What's the other option? He's not, right? Or I'm not doing a very good job. Who, who is the shield at this point? Me, right? And it comes in all sorts of various sizes, shapes, and forms, and we'll talk about a few of those. And we probably won't even get through what I want to get through, but I really want to show you, because it was funny. I was like, all right, so where do, where do we even get this? You know, so it's a shield of faith or it's a shield of self. I'm either going to be shelf-sealed, shelf, self, whoa, you got to be careful when you start saying that type of stuff, <laughs> self-shielded, or I'm going to be God-shielded. I mean, that's what uh, Craig was talking about last week, letting God be our shield. But all of a sudden, the Lord started saying, well, what if he's not? That's not a good, that's not a good option, but I, I'm, I believe I, I'll just use me, I believe I choose that a little bit more often than I choose God being my shield. And all of a sudden, the Lord started highlighting. It's, it's very easy. Because there was two awesome men in the kingdom, Saul and Paul. Uh, Saul, Paul. Wrong Saul, Paul. Uh, Saul and David were both great kings. But one of them finished well and one didn't. And I believe the one finished well was because the Lord was his shield versus the one who didn't finish so well, he was his own shield. We're going to look at that today, but it was kind of interesting. Uh, the Lord just took me back to where, where, where do we even get this, you know, take up your shield, right? Obviously, you guys know that. Y'all y'all been in this church. You've read it from, probably from the get-go, Ephesians 6, right? So let's just, I'm going to read it. Obviously, I put, you can put, go on to the next one. That one's just a part of it, but it says, finally, be strong in the Lord in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the what? Schemes of the devil, right? That's what we need to be shielded from, all right? For our struggle is not against... Oh, man, we know that really well. I'm not sure we live it so well, but we know that. 
I wish we, I wish I could get that in my brain. My, my enemy is not the person before me. My enemy, my struggle is not there. My struggle is against, not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, powers, forces of darkness, spiritual forces of weakness, and heavenly places. Therefore, take up the form of God, so that you will be able to resist in the evil day, having done everything to do what? Stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded with the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel, great messages that would be for another day. And, have, uh, in a, and then he makes this statement right here. And different, uh, different Bibles translated differently. But it, it says, in addition to all. Is that what this one says? Yeah. In addition to all. Some, one, one phrase said, in every circumstance, above all else. So for some reason, he's highlighting this, this shield of faith. And he says, in everything. So everything that you do, in everything, everything, all these other ones are great. Helmet, shield, breastplate. I mean, helmet, breastplate, belt of truth, all those are good. But in everything, you've got to do something. You've got to take up, what? The shield of faith, which you will be able to extinguish a few of the flaming darts of the enemy. Oh, sorry. <laughs> did I say, did I get that wrong? <laughs> Where you will be able to extinguish some of the, no, that's not what it says. You, if you take up the shield of faith, you, it, it is a guarantee. You will extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy. All right? So I know, and this is no comparison to you, I know Craig had an awesome shield the other day. But, um, you know, it's kind of funny. You know, in, in circles, our circles, we tend to be kind of Greek-oriented. So, of course, I don't even know why I looked up the Greek for shield. But I'm really glad I did. Because this shield is the only shield of its kind in the Bible. It's used one time. This shield. I mean, shield is used plenty of times in the Bible. But this shield, go on to the next one. I'll put it up there. This shield is a, it's kind of, it's weird. It's the former meaning of it. It was, it was actually, this meaning was kind of morphed into shield. But the former meaning was a stone for closing the entrance of a cave. And then all of a sudden it became a shield, a large oblong protecting every part of the soldier shield. Okay, every other shield you see is probably one of them Captain Americas. You know, you take into battle, you know, you got those going. But this shield is one that I recreated for illustration purposes. And I know before you guys think that I just bought a 75-inch TV, I did not. I know you guys were... I've been looking at that going, Mitch went out and bought a TV just for the illustration point. <laughs> That's pretty good, right? Now, this is the shield he's talking about, right? This is the shield of faith because it covers every part of my body, right? Can some, Craig, will you grab a couple of those stools? Because I need something to lean this up against. So this is what it looks like, a large oblong feature, all right? Now, maybe I'm not going to be going to run into the battle, but guess, remember what he said. What did he say? In whenever, when I've done all else, I do what? Do I have to move this thing? The Lord is my shield. I don't have to move that. You know, so just put one right there. So this is the shield 
of faith. Did I make it square? That is the key. All right. Now, versus the shield of self. All right. Now, this is, I just wanted to put it in comparison because this is what it really looks like. Because the reality is, I don't know about you guys, maybe y'all have seen some of those gruesome movies and things like that, but you remember when all the archers, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, they're like archers, like flipping 50,000 arrows in the sky? Is this what you want? I mean, you got to like, I mean, you got to get real small to do that. Or is this what you want when all the fiery darts of the enemy are coming at you? Do I even have to, I already have to bow just a little bit, right? It, it doesn't hit me because the reality is, is that, see if I can get this thing. Because God has declared this type of shield for us. And then I'll, so I want you to get that picture in your mind because the Lord is our shield is something that I, I don't have to do it at that point. He's being my shield. At this point, I have to do a lot. Right. I, I might be able to guard my heart, but I won't be able to guard my what? Mine or my legs or anything else. Like, I can guard a couple parts of my body, but I ain't, I'm not going to be able to extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. And we're going to talk about this. This comes in different forms. Self-protection, self-independence, self-promotion, uh, self... Uh, there was, a, there was another one. Uh, uh, preservation. We do a lot with this little shield. And it just doesn't work real well. But we still think, we still, we still try. And I felt like the Lord just said, I want you to, and, and the really cool part about this is about the, the whole part about the door. Like that's really the picture of the, because, you know, I, I feel like some of this shield is, a, it's a shield of faith. It's letting kingdom in and keeping the enemy out, Right? Letting kingdom in, letting the in, keeping the enemy out. You know, that's the door that we want. <laughs> Some protection usually keeps everybody out and keeps everybody out, right? And so there's this facet that this door, this, this place of uh, being a, a, an entrance that God wants to come in. He wants to make sure he can come in, but no fiery dart of the enemy. All right, so I, 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 looked, I, I started thinking about Saul and David. Most of y'all know most of these stories, so I'm really just going to be paraphrasing a lot of them, and I'll show you a couple scriptures in there that I want to bring out. But So you think about what a shield of faith versus a shield of self does. All right? Think about this first one. Um, go on to this one. If you have a shield of faith on, you step into areas, uh, you're going to step into places you're called to out of faith. All right? No, I, right? We sang about it today. Uh, you know, David stepped into a place in relationship to Goliath, right? You know, the, the people, you know, I think we think of it as a Bible story, but man, there was a whole nation on the line. People were going to die. You're either going to be a slave for the rest of your life, or you're going to be free, and these other people are going to be slaves. That's what's on the, I mean, anybody want to bank that up to your ability to uh, war on the battlefield? I mean, that's what it, the, 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 their lives were on the line. And all of a sudden, you know, obviously David, y'all know the story, comes to the battlefront, sees everybody else, you know, sitting there going, you know, what in the world? Nobody's, he's not, nobody's going out to the battle. Nobody's challenging this guy. He's out there saying all, these, all this nastiness to the people of God. And so all of a sudden you get him and all of a sudden he's like, 
wait a minute, I need, I, I'll do it. And, and it's cool. Look at this uh, passage. Go on to the next one. It says, when the words which David spoke were heard, they told them to Saul, and he sent for him. David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail account of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And then Saul said to David, you're not able to go against the Philistine to fight with them, but you're a youth, right? Y'all have heard the, that scripture before, while he, was, while he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant was tending the father's sheep. And go on to the next one. When a lion or a bear came and took a, and took a lamb from the flock, and I went after him and attacked him and rescued him from the mouth. And when he rose up against me, I seized him by the beard, struck him, killed him. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Now, again, where is David standing at this point? Now, he could, you could say, man, he's being arrogant. He's just taking up that shield of faith saying, I got this, right? Self-independence. Like, I got this. I can take him down. I took the lion. I took the bear, right? We can do that. We, you can get in that mode. But that's not where he was standing. He was standing here because, listen, to, to the rest. And uh, it says... Uh, Sorry, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised thing will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from this Philistine. He, so he went in like this. You know, it wasn't David fighting the battle. It wasn't him. You guys know the rest of the story. Took the sling. Didn't, didn't make sense. He didn't have anything. He didn't have... He didn't have his own shield and protection. He didn't self-protect at all. He, he, and David, I mean, Goliath's out there with a shield bearer and a spear that weighed ginormous pounds. I mean, crazy. I mean, you couldn't even, David probably wouldn't have been able to hold it up. But the reality is that he didn't self-protect. He actually went in the power of the Lord, went with him. Versus, think about Saul. Think about, uh, go on to the next one there. Is it Sydney today? Yes, thank you, Sydney. Um, Taking up the shield of self. This causes us to step into places we're not to called to out of fear. Think about what Saul did. In the, I mean, Saul did in 1 Samuel 13. It says, when, now, same situation. Now, when the Philistines assembled to fight with Israel, 30,000 chariots, 6,000 horsemen, and people like the sand of the sea. All right, anybody want to <laughs> go up against that? <laughs> I don't even know how many people that... Um, that Saul had, but not, not anywhere close. And it says, when the men of Israel saw they were in a strait, for the people were hard-pressed, and the people hid themselves, caves, thickets, cliffs. But as for Saul, he was in Gilgal, and all the people followed him were trembling. Now he waited seven days according to the appointed time set by Samuel. Part of that story was Samuel said, wait here, I will come back, and God will be with you, okay? Now, the problem is, is that when Samuel doesn't come back, what happens? When all of a sudden... The timeline starts shifting on you. What happens? Am I going to do? I got this. Come on, Lord. You're not coming through. I got this. I'll have to pick this up. Where, where are you? You know, all of a sudden, he, Saul starts panicking. So what happens? Go on. Saul said, bring me the burnt offering and the peace offerings. Uh-oh. That's not what he's ordered to do. And he offered the burnt offering. And of course, as soon as he finished, <laughs> there, there comes in uh, Samuel. So Samuel came and Saul went out to meet him and to greet him. But Samuel says, what have you done? Because I, and it, Saul said, because I saw the people were scattering from me. Uh-oh. He was losing control, right? You know, he started losing control. He started losing 
you know, the effect. He started realizing all of a sudden, man, I'm, I'm about to die, and all these people are leaving me. That makes it even worse. But all of a sudden, he said, when the people were scattering from me, and you did not come. And all of a sudden, well, okay, well, the word of the Lord is all of a sudden not there. Something's going on. Because I saw the, oh, um, and that the Philistines were assembling at Michmash. Therefore, I said, now the Philistines will come down against me at Gilgal, and I have not asked the favor of the Lord. So I forced myself in offering the burnt offering. Sometimes, like, we can even use good excuses to get to this. Saul uses a good excuse. He's like, I haven't asked the favor of the Lord. We've got to get God's favor on this because he's got to protect us, right? But the problem is we start picking this shield up. And this shield's not going to do anything in relationship to being able to protect fully from that army. There's no way. And from the things that you face, there's no way that this thing can protect you at all. Things that we all, we all face. Things that you'll face in the future. Things that God wants us to overcome. God wants us to be defended. And this is our position. This has got to be our position. You know, there. All right? So that's the first one. Sometimes taking up a shield of ourself keeps us from walking in this place of, I walk into things that I'm not called to versus I walk into things that I'm called to in faith. Did, had David ever faced a Goliath? Had he? Before Goliath? No. But God will give you victory over a lion and a bear and then a Goliath. It doesn't matter. God's going to keep preparing you. Why? Because he's your shield. Think about this. Next one. Thinking of the shield of faith. If, you're ta- if you have the shield of faith, you choose obedience over your convenience. All right? Think about this situation. Go on to 1 Samuel. This is David. So he said to his men, far be it from me because of the Lord that I should do this thing. What was this thing? Okay. Saul, obviously, y'all know a lot of the story. That's why it's hard to give all the backdrop. But a lot of the story is Saul's after David. Okay. We'll look at that in another scripture. But Saul's after David. He sends a bunch of people to, after him. 3,000 3, men, I believe. And all of a sudden, David's in a cave. Saul comes in the cave and uh, rests. So all of a sudden, David has an opportunity, right? The very person that's trying to kill him, he gets to do what? Come, come on now. If, you, if the guy's after you, what are you going to do? Kill him, right? I mean, come on. A couple people's like, we shouldn't do that in church, right? <laughs> Can I say that in church? Can I say that you should kill him? You, we probably would. Like, if, if this guy's after me, if I can take him out before he takes me, then that'd be good, right? But all of a sudden, the, the Lord kicked in something into his spirit. All of a sudden, he says, um, he, so he said to his men, far be it for me because of the Lord that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed. He's talking about Saul, the very person that's killing him. He recognized who he was. Maybe not how he was acting. Maybe not how he was responding to him. He, was, he, act, he saw through all of that. And he was able to see something in Saul that Saul couldn't even see in himself. You ever had those situations that you need to see something in somebody that they can't see to even get along with them? You're like, okay, I can't stand this person. Oh, my gosh. But God's saying, see past that. See past their actions. See past their insufficiencies or how they're not responding to you in the right way or those things. Be, ask God to be able to... Look past that, because all of a sudden, watch this. He, stretched, uh, he says, uh, far be it from me because of the Lord that I should do this thing. The Lord's anointed. 
to stretch out my hand against him since he is the Lord's anointed. David persuaded his men with these words and did not allow them to rise up against Saul. Saul arose, left the cave, went on his way. And it says, may the Lord judge between... This, then he goes on and he steps out of the cave and he talks to Saul. And all of a sudden he said... All of a sudden he said what? May the Lord judge between you and me and may the Lord avenge me on you, but my hand shall not be against you. The Lord therefore be judged and decide between you and me. And may he see and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. Where was David? Right here. He didn't, he didn't have to take Saul out. Why? Why didn't he have to take Saul out? Why didn't he have to remove the relationship from his life? Why? Because the Lord was his shield. He took up the shield of faith. He said, I'm not touching you, Saul. I'm not touching you because... You are somebody that you're not acting like right now, but you are a child of God. You are the Lord's anointed. Remember that when you're walking with people. They are a child of God. They are a son and daughter of the Most High God. No matter how they're acting, no matter how they have treated you, no matter who they are, whatever, God's saying, God wants to be your shield. You don't have to. Now, again, there's the situations, abuse, those type of things. Yeah, I'm saying you, you, you got to get out of that. You got to be able to walk in that. But I'm just saying there's facets of life and people that God's saying, let me be your shield. Get a heart for them. We're going to see in a second David's heart for him. All right, go on to the next one. Uh, look, at, look at Saul's response. When David finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, is this your voice, my son David? What just happened? He just took up the shield of faith against principalities, powers, world darknesses. And all of a sudden, he took God's shield, and all of a sudden, God opened Saul's eyes. I mean, did you see that? Saul was going to kill David. It's not, I mean, he had the reality of killing David. Is this your voice, my son David? Saul lifted up his voice and wept. Woohoo! Is that the reality of what God will do? Absolutely. He said to David, you are more righteous than I. You have dealt well with me. I have dealt wickedly with you. You have declared today that you've done good, that the Lord delivered me into your hand. You, you did not kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, will he not let him go away safely? May the Lord therefore reward you with good in return for what you have done to me. I'm like, wow. Talk about Lord being your shield. All of a sudden, it turns it all around. All right. Now, I wish, I, I wish Saul would have just, <laughs> Saul didn't get, the, get, didn't get the point very well if you, if you follow the story, but we're, we're going to keep jumping around. Keep, all right, go on to the next one. Think about this. Taking up a shield of sa self, though, you forsake obedience for convenience. Okay, watch what Saul does. Then Samuel said to Saul, um, this, is, this is when he got set apart as king, and all of a sudden God gave him this, uh, the first job, kind of one of the first jobs he had was, all right, go take out Amalek, um, Amalek. All right, they have tortured the people of God, and I want to wipe them out of the face of this earth, okay? So he wants to just basically destroy the enemy, all right? That's what Saul was supposed to do, everything. Utter, when he says utterly destroy, what does that mean? Thank you, utterly destroy. <laughs> it doesn't mean... <laughs> All right, so let's, let's find out what Saul does. Then Samuel said to Saul, The Lord sent me to anoint you as king over his people, over Israel. Now, therefore, listen to the words of the Lord. I will punish Am 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 Amalek 
for what he did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way when he was coming up from Egypt. Now go and strike Amalek and utterly destroy all that he has. But Saul, and, the, and so it goes on down, verse 9, but Saul and the people spared Agag, the king, and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatling, the lambs, and all that was good, and were not willing to destroy them utterly, but de everything despised and worthless, they destroyed. Hmm, okay. Go on to the next one. Samuel rose early in the morning to meet Saul, and it was told Samuel, saying, Saul came to Carmel, and behold, he set up a monument for himself. That sounds interesting. <laughs> then <laughs> set up a monument for himself. Uh, and turned and proceeded on down to Gilgal. Samuel came to Saul, and Saul said, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried, this is Saul, Blessed are you of the Lord. I have carried out the command of the Lord. But Samuel said, <laughs> The sheep and the cows are, are telling on him, right? Why? Because he did this again. You know, self-preservation will not get you uh, that's not a very good shield. Like all of a sudden he's like, well, I'll just, I'll just keep the Agag, the king. That's an honorable thing, right? I mean, that got to be what God would want. And then all of a sudden we'll just keep some of the best of the, the, the fatlings and the lambs and this, that, and the other so we can, you know, present them before the Lord, right? Good things. But that's not what God said. He forsook obedience for convenience. Like all of a sudden he took this up. I'll, I'll take this up and all of a sudden I can, now I can, start thinking on my own. Now I start thinking, all right, what's best for me? What's in best for my interests? It's not, at this point, it's, it's what is the best for me. I've got a, versus when I'm over here, what do you got, Lord? What do you want? Okay, what do you want? What do you have for us? All right, let the Lord be your shield. Why did he do it? Samuel said, has the Lord as much in burnt offerings and sacrifices as obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice. Then Saul said to Samuel, I have sinned, I have transgressed the, the command of the Lord in your words. Why did he do this? Because he what? Feared the people. And we all deal with that. I deal with that. I'll confess it up here. I mean, fear will begin to drive us to take this up. And that's why you got to fight. That is, that is one of the biggest uh, fight, fear, being able to get back over here and stand in confidence. All right, God, I don't know what's going to happen. There's 30,000 chariots. There's 6,000 horsemen. And there's an army as big as the sea. But there you go. This is where I'm standing. I don't have anywhere else to stand. I have nowhere else to go. Or maybe I do. And that's where I've got to be careful. Because I think... I think I choose that a few times more sometimes than I choose this. And that's why God, I feel like the Lord just wants us to start evaluating in everyday life. Oh, man, I didn't stand behind the shield of faith on that one. I think I took that one up because I was trying to persevere or preserve myself. Or I, I was trying to get, make sure I had my own, you know. Because, man, when, when things happen to us in life, they, they create this environment that causes me to want to take that up. So fast, quick, easy. And so it's just easy. All right, one more. All right, taking out the shield of faith causes you to value, causes you to value relationships in your life, even the hard ones. Think about this. First uh, Samuel 26, go on to that. There you go. Uh, then that person that I can't read their name said to David, today God has delivered your enemy into your hand. 
Now, therefore, this is another situation where Saul was in his hands. He could have done what? You know, David could have easily killed him. The Lord came upon the army and kind of put him to sleep. So he had the easy moment to take him out. He was in their camp. Uh, he was sitting right there at Saul, and they were in this camp. And all of a sudden, this, even this person said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hand. Now, therefore, please let me strike him with a spear to the ground with one stroke, and I will not strike him the second time. But David said to him, Do not destroy him, for who can stretch out his hand against the Lord's anointed and be without guilt? David said, As the Lord lives, surely the Lord will strike him, or his day will come that he dies, or he will go down into battle and perish. The Lord forbid that I should stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed, but now please take the spear in his hand and the jug of water and let us go. Now look at the, it's going to go on down, verse 22. David replied, again, he came out to Saul. <laughs> he acknowledged, hey, I'm coming to you again, and I'm going to speak something to you. Watch what he speaks. Behold the spear of the king, because he, he stole it. Now let each one of you young men come over and take, sorry, let one of the young men come over and take it. The Lord will repay each man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord delivered you into my hand today, but I refuse to stretch out my hand against the Lord's anointed. Now behold, as your life was highly valued. Think about that. This is a guy that has sent out over, I mean, if you start counting up, I, I meant to try to go through the whole, I mean, it's just too long. I couldn't get through it. But I know at two times he sent out 3,000 men each to go kill David. So that was even, there was more to it than that. So maybe 10,000 men have now come after David in the name of Saul. But what did David choose to do in his spirit? What did he choose to do in his heart? He chose, I can pick that up. I have, he had all the right to pick this up. Man, you come after me all those times, I have this right to do You have a right to do it. But the choice is, will I stand in this? And so all of a sudden he says, wait a second. In this, uh, sorry. Now behold, as your life was highly valued in my sight this day, so may my life be highly valued in the sight of the Lord. And may he deliver me from all distress. Then Saul said to David, blessed are you, my son David. You will both accomplish much and surely prevail. So David went on his way and Saul returned to his place. Again, Saul could have taken him out right there. What kept him? The Lord was his shield. That's what, that's what kept Saul from killing him. Versus Saul, watch this, shield himself causes us to build up walls towards others. Think about this scripture when all of a sudden, this was kind of early on, and David, uh, David was kind of Saul's uh, military man. He, he went out and took everybody out. He took all the people out for him. So all of a sudden, um, it says that it happened as they were coming. So this is, this is when David's coming back from a battle that David just won for, for Saul. I mean, it's not, he's, not like even, he's not even battling for anybody. He's not even battling for himself. He's doing all, this all for Saul and for the kingdom of Israel. So watch this. It happened as they were coming when David returned from killing the Philistine that the women came out of the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines. So they were king, coming out to meet king with tambourines, with joy, with musical instruments. The women sing as they played. And it said, Saul has slain thousands. David has slain 10,000. Uh-oh. What just happened? 
uh, now Saul's like, oh man, David, David got 10,000, I only got 1,000. What is that? Comparison? That causes us to pick a shield up quick. Man, I got I to gotta protect my turf. I got to start getting tens of thousands. In, or, or I could just take out the guy that they just sang that about. What did he choose to do? Take out the guy that they just sang that about. Think about this. It says, then Saul became very angry for this saying. He displeased him, and he said, they have ascribed to David ten thousands, but to me they've ascribed thousands. Now what more can he have but the kingdom? Uh-oh. I've got to protect that turf. He's coming after my kingdom. He's, he's, he's going to try to take my kingship. See, what self-protection does is it actually starts to dismantle the very kingdom of God that's in, that was in Saul. If you started, I didn't even have time to go, but if you, read, if you go back and read about Saul, the, the, uh, I would say the Holy Spirit, the Lord came upon him mightily at the beginning. I mean, he was, like, he was saying, you know, like we all do, like, I'm nothing, I'm this, I'm that, I'm, I'm the least of my clan. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God came upon him mightily. He started prophesying. He started becoming the man. It says in there, he became the man he was supposed to be, paraphrased, like who he was called to be. But, at, but, but all of a sudden, you start letting in these little bits of, well, I could stand here, but maybe I'll stand here because David can't, that can't be ascribed to David without it being ascribed to me. You know, when, so, when all of a sudden somebody gets, I mean, my, that's my heart. I mean, the reality is the people coming behind me, my sons and daughters, I want them to go further than I have ever done. So what happens when they start going further than I've gone? Whoa, 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 wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I didn't mean that far. <laughs> you're making me look bad. Come on. Like, you're preaching better than me. You're sharing better than me. You're loving better than me. Well, maybe I should, maybe you should go on somewhere else, right? <laughs> that's what happens. All of a sudden we get that spirit in us. And so, <laughs> sorry, I just had to share this one. I know, I mean, just look at this. This is a, if you stand right here, watch what God does. This is just funny, all right? Just, just, just laugh with me for a second. All right, this is another one of those times when David is fleeing. David fled, escaped, came to Samuel at Ramah, told him all that Saul had done to him, and he and Samuel went and stayed in Naoth. It was told Saul, saying, Behold, David is in, it is in, David is in Naoth in Ramah. Then Saul sent messengers to take David, but when they saw the company of prophets prophesying, they were having a prophetic party, right? All these prophets, all these prophets were prophesying. When Samuel saw the company of prophets prophesying, with, with Samuel standing and presiding over him, the Spirit of God came upon the messenger of Saul, and they prophesied. <laughs> God sent out messengers to take David, and then they joined the prophetic party. Okay, so I got things get back to Saul. So Saul goes, when it was told Saul, he sent another messengers. And what happened with them? They started prophesying when they got close. They couldn't even get close. The Spirit of God was so present. Why? Because of this. Because of this. I mean, so, I mean they could have taken David, but why didn't they? The Lord was his shield, right? Come on, keep watching this. So Saul sent messengers again a third time, and they also prophesied. He didn't quit. Then he himself went to Ramah and came as far as the large wall, Asked, where are Samuel and David? They told him where he was. He proceeded there 
And the Spirit of God came upon him also, so they went prophesying. I'm like, the very guy that came to kill him ended up joining the prophecy party. I was like, you got to be kidding. How does that happen? It doesn't, unless this happens, right? When I'm here, God's here. When I am here, God's there. And I'm here, left with, I can protect my heart, but not my mind. I can protect my mind, but not my heart. I can, I can get all sorts of little shenanigans going, but the fiery darts of the arrows, I can't get them all. I can't get them all in that spot. I can get them all in this spot. I can't get them all in that spot. And I feel like the Lord's saying, today is a day to, to take up that shield. Because think about just, I'm going to read these last scriptures and we're going to close. Think about David. Look at these declarations in 2 Samuel. David spoke the words of this song to the Lord in the day that the Lord delivered him from the hand of the enemies from Saul. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. All those are shields. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold in whom I take refuge. Keep going. Think about this. In some, uh, oh, as, this is going on. As for God, his way is blameless. The word of the Lord is tested. He is a shield to all those who take refuge. You have given me the shield of salvation and your help makes me great. I'm almost positive that Saul, never in his vocabulary, was God is my shield. I didn't read it. Didn't read it. David, on the other hand, speaks it often, even in Psalms. Uh, oh, Lord, how my adversaries have increased. Many are rising up against me. He faced everything that we faced and more. Crazy more. <laughs> so it's nothing that if he did it, I know that we can do it. I know it's in us to take up the Lord as our shield. For there is no deliverance. Many are saying of your soul, fiery darts, right? There's no deliverance for you and God. There's no deliverance. And God's not good. God's this. You're that, right? Firing, firing, firing. But if I have this, I don't have to worry. If I have that, I need to start worrying because I won't be able to catch them all. And that's, that's the hard part, man. Lies from the enemy, if he is the father of lies, that's how he kills, steals destroys because he lies he lies about how man mitch you should really take that up okay yeah 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 you're right you're right you're right should take that up yeah 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 and then you man everything starts taking over after that the demise of saul took over after that he was anointed as king he should have there was kingdom things in it but david came and gave us that last one sorry it did say shield there and this is, again, in Psalm, he says, when the Lord delivered him from the hand of Saul, same thing. You are my rock, my fortress, my deliverer. You are the one that I can go to in danger. You are the uh, horn and shield of my salvation. And so I felt like the Lord today, I just, again, was more of this calling. As soon as, like I said, as Craig shared that last week, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, Mitch, I'm not sure, I'm not sure you're choosing that as much as you think you are choosing that. And that's, I'm just telling you what he's speaking to me. As I, I was like, and I was just challenged. I was like, man, I'm not so sure I have been choosing that as much as I have that. And that's easier. This is hard. This is hard, but it's, it's secure. It's steadfast. It's kingdom. It's life. Take up the shield of faith. 
Okay? I know that there was a couple, and we have Leah coming, there was a couple words actually given in relationship to this that we're going to close on. <laughs> 